Coming up on today's episode of Point to the Passer, the type of news no fan wants to hear, a decommitment. This one from incoming four-star freshman Simeon Wilcher. Where might he be headed, and how could this free up Elliot Cadeau, RJ Davis, and Carolina's other top guards? We'll chat through it all and add our thoughts on whether this kind of roster move is program-specific or just part of the ever-changing college basketball landscape. Our drink of choice on today's episode is Free Verse New England IPA from the Virginia Beer Company in Williamsburg, Virginia. Without further ado, cheers to College Hoops. That one is no good. They battle for it. Loose ball. Recovered. Marvin, he scores. Driving in. May for the win. North Carolina. Love. Top of the key. Oh! Two seconds. One second. Ding dong. Duke is done. Welcome inside another episode of Point to the Passer Pod. I am Craig Marin Petrie here with Jonathan Adams. On today's show, a whole lot to talk about. Uh, we promise to stay away from anything PGA and live golf related and keep it just focused on college basketball. Uh, the big news of the past week coming out of Carolina was obviously Simeon Welcher. A bit unexpected, to say the least. It definitely caught me off guard for sure. Um I was not expecting this, and the other part of it for me as a huge Carolina fan was I was so excited to see Simeon Wiltshire suit up in Carolina blue this fall and winter. He is an electric player, and he also had been committed to Carolina for what seemed like forever. He was one of, if not the first, Hubert Davis high school recruit to commit, and that was back in 2021, so... Yeah, so got connected to him just through following him through his high school days at Roselle Catholic out of Roselle, New Jersey, and then through EYBL in the circuit through uh, Peach Jam last year where he really excelled. So it's disappointing. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me as a fan. Disappointing because was fully expecting him to be a key part of the, the roster, not somebody who was going to start with Elliot Cadeau coming in, but somebody who off the bench – could play starter minutes and even thought that as the season went on that he was somebody that could even go into a third guard starting role and maybe take over a spot that Cormac Ryan was was at in that third guard spot. As we get into talking about Simeon Welcher and, and what his uh, potential absence might leave Carolina with, you just have to appreciate the level of talent. And I think it clearly frees Elliott up a little bit more to do what he's going to do. I think it adds to some of the pressure that's on him, whether he's going to feel that or not. He seems like he's got a pretty low heartbeat as it relates to feeling pressure just based on watching him play. But this is different. And it's different when you walk into the Smith Center and you see the banners and you see Jordan's jersey and you see all those names and just the whole experience of it. And then you see all the former players behind the bench. And, And so it's just different when the lights turn on. It's one thing to play in these AAU circuits and tournaments, which are high level, no question. But it's another thing to have 20,000 people there for the biggest game there is in college basketball. And the pressure is on and you have the ball in your hands as a point guard down the stretch and potentially in that last play, right? So yeah, it just changes what's going to be expected of him. I don't think there's any question now that not only is he going to be asked to start, but he's going to be probably asked to 
play more like 30 minutes. Again, depending on who we bring in behind him. Because Wiltshire was somebody that, in my estimation, watching him play live via live stream, so I haven't seen him in person, but watching him live and then watching highlights of him, he has NBA potential. He could have been a one and done. And he was flying way under the radar at number 34 in the country, according to 247's composite rankings. So for me, I mean, for a while, he was top 10, top 15 in his class. And his explosiveness, his ability to blow by people and just raise up for aggressive dunks. I I don't know what the rim ever did to this kid because the way that he gets A to the rim, but B, he attacks it like it wronged him in a deeply personal way. <laughs> that, that I mean, he just fearless and everything that he has. There's one play from the Peace Jam last year where he took off from way too far out to dunk it, gets fouled, and somehow just guides the ball in from, from distance. But he was trying to dunk it. And so he's trying to put people on a poster. But he's also got a ton of skill. His ability to dribble in tight spots, get his shot off and create at all three levels. So I will say that I, I'm excited to see where he goes now. I, it, it hurts now, but I do. I will be interested to follow him because he, he can be an impact player right away for somebody else. Because this year he was going to be, I think he could have been really key for us. And even by the turn of the calendar year and into the heart of the ACC season, it's possible that he could have taken over Cormac Ryan's spot given how complete of a player he is defensively, his athleticism, his ability to get up into other guards and, and cause havoc on that end of the floor too. So, yeah, so it's it's a big loss for us and it puts more pressure on Cadeau to perform. And the other thing with with him leaving is it brings up questions just about recruiting in the future. Like, how do you navigate this new world of college basketball? Because he wanted to be on the ball. And there's only one ball, and we had, like, four point guards. And for me, I mean, I'm not a scout. I'm not a coach, right? I'm a fan, as as we've talked about. But I could see him going, pairing really well right next to Elliott. He's 6'4", really versatile, but a scorer. And so I didn't see any problems with it, but, you know, that's that's the direction he's going to go as an NBA player, as a point guard, so I, I get it. So all that to say that it definitely, for Elliott, it makes him more of a focal point of our team. And the other piece is that it provides an opportunity for Seth Tremble to get more minutes and show what he can do because he really didn't get the opportunity in longer stretches to show that, especially on the offensive end of the floor. His athleticism, Seth Tremble's athleticism, is something to be – showcased as well i mean it's it's up there you saw flashes of it last season i'm pretty stoked on on seeing what what he can do and as you mentioned i am also excited to follow simeon welcher and that's something we're going to do with all these transfers that have gone from carolina you know this past season looking at puff looking at trez demarco wherever they end up we do want to check in with them throughout the season see how they're doing that's that's just all part of the the Carolina family when it comes to it and just basketball fans in general, you got to appreciate that level of talent and uh, it'll be fun to, to keep an eye on. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, where he, where he lands. And again, Caleb loves off our schedule. 
we'll see what happens with Simeon. I will probably see him in Atlantis. That it's going to happen. He's going to drop twenty. Yeah, something like that. You know, that seems to be the way. Again, the basketball gods have a way of of making this all come together and come full circle. I I never thought I would say this or ask for this, but the more I think about it, Creighton would be a great place for him to end up. That is not on our schedule at least until March if we were to play them in the tournament. And uh, the younger Nemhard brother transferred to Gonzaga following in his brother's footsteps. So they have a spot open at point guard, and he could fit in really well next to Trey Alexander there, who's a dynamic shooter and, and guard. And they have some other big-time players like Ryan Kalkbrenner at the center position. So he could make an immediate impact, potentially be a one-and-done, and lead a team that could go deep in the tournament. Again, I never thought, given our feelings about Creighton, especially 2012 and what happened and everything that, that I would say that, but yeah, so I could see, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes at the same time. It says a lot about the current landscape of college basketball and, and where things are. And so that's one of the lasting questions I think is, is this a program issue? Are there things happening behind the scenes at Carolina that are unique to UNC right now? Or is it more of a college landscape Thing And I really do think, at least for right now, until we find out more information, that this is much more indicative of where we are in this current era of having the pressure too, right, to start your clock if you're an NBA prospect as soon as possible. And so if there's no guarantee that Wiltshire was going to get time to showcase his point guard skills, I don't blame him. Yeah, go be the lead guard somewhere where you can showcase and show that you were underrated and show that you're actually a five-star player who should have been a McDonald's All-American over a Bronny James, frankly. Show that you can shoulder a team. I mean, you're seeing that in the NBA too. Yeah, and he wasn't going to be that guy. It's going to be Elliott's team in in some regards, depending on, I mean, obviously it's RJ and Armando for sure. And RJ can now be a scorer like we've talked about and focus on that. But Elliot transforms who we are, and so he's going to be the focal point at the point guard position. So it makes sense. There's rumblings about potentially another commit in one of the future classes decommitting. And I won't specify you know, the rumors or speculate until we have that information. So it's hard to know what's going on, but I do think it's more an indication of pressure to play and opportunity and choice to be able to do that. And the other part of it is there's more of these conversations happening behind the scenes with other coaches, with other programs. I have to imagine that somebody reached out to somebody like a Tyler Nickel, right? And the fact that somebody who is the leading scorer in the history of the state of Virginia is not playing very much, you, you kind of can see that happening with, with coaches reaching out. So tampering is something that potentially is a new part of this world of college basketball and transfers. And now it's impacting folks potentially before they hit campus. And it's easy from a fan's perspective to be reactionary. The fan perspective is the sky is falling. The program is falling apart. Um, But really, it's a landscape part of it. The next part for us on the pod with the roster is to figure out, okay, there are 10 roster spots taken. There's three open. And probably the next few pods, we'll... We'll talk some about that too, in addition to setting out the other transfers that came in and giving you more background on that. We're going to talk about the movie Air coming up next week. 
Brian is going to come back on the pod to join us because he has some thoughts on on air and, and the greatness of Michael Jordan. So that's where we're heading for next week. Yeah, if you haven't seen air, go ahead and make that a priority this week. Just trust us. Um, we're looking forward to sharing our thoughts next week. But for now, pointing out to our listeners, as always, for tuning in. And we really do want to hear from you all, whether it's your thoughts on a topic or a player we've covered, your own fan stories from watching or going to games yourself, or suggestions for something you want to hear on the show as well. Even if you think you'd make a good guess, feel free to let us know, because what we're most excited about in this whole endeavor is the community of Heels fans and College Hoops fans that we see being built. And feel free to tweet us at pointpasserpod. That's P-O-I-N-T, passerpod. That's the best way to get in touch with us, and go ahead and give us a follow as well. You'll catch all the off-season updates you're looking for and any breaking news that comes in day to day. So until next week, go Heels. Go Heels, baby.